be six because we skipped a week so i don't i'm not sure it's one of those two i think it's six um i was doing even ten whatever episode six uh cancel culture we are here um my your lovely host jazz and my co-hosts kevin and dane the only members that actually matter are here this week so (laughs) i Uh, agree so much you wouldn't (laughs) even believe so yeah, so I, um, I, you know, I always got to start off and ask how you guys are doing. <laughs> oh, pretty good. It's good to hear. That's good to hear. I know you've been kind of swamped with schoolwork for the past maybe two or so weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I use all my free time playing league. So yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, and then the whole Valheim craze. Like, do do you are you? Are you a fan of it now? Do you like what's the Kevin review? Uh, I was always kind of a fan of it, I guess. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's all right. It's still it's still early, so uh, you know, it's got a lot of problems. I, well, I, I don't mean a lot of problems. It's got one or two big problems. The saving thing is a, a killer for me. Do you know if that's an that. issue with the game itself, or is it with yeah. like the? Uh, I mean, it, it's literally never happened to anyone except Dane and Richie. But, it, but it's 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 across the board with mm. other people because there's endless Reddit yeah. sub forums on how, what people think to do on it. Like I've read through things of like uh, that it may, it may be like that your character's file is like a read only, which isn't my case, and it doesn't save anything, and it's stupid that the game doesn't do that on its own. Um, so I don't know really. I, I didn't look into it much farther than what I did, but no one really has any. It's going to have to be like a patch. Yeah. That does it. Yeah, because that seems like such and, a big thing. Like, how your game not save? Yeah, that's, that's a big. I can't tell you how angry I get. Yeah. I mean, imagine. I Like, imagine, like, in my case, like, I, I practice piano for four hours straight. I get something down. I'm really proud of it. And then just later on, I just haven't. It just it didn't happen. Imagine if that just <laughs> happened in real life. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the store and get everything, and then come back. And it just, it didn't happen. It's not yeah. saved in the refrigerator. That's like I was saying to uh, Brian. I think it's happened to Brian too. 
Um, but it's only happened maybe like once. It doesn't happen as often as it does to Richie. <laughs> but I was it's just happened like, to me twice and Richie like eight times. And I'm just like, <laughs> how, man? Like, like I don't understand like the whole like grind games. Like I don't understand how those games are fun to begin with. But then it's just like, okay, <laughs> you grind and like that's the fun part is the grind. But like you have nothing to show for it because it's it doesn't save. So you literally just grind to grind and not to reap the rewards at all. Um, but you know, Richie, Richie, <laughs> Richie. I I think that's like because it happens more to Richie and to me. Mm-hmm. And it and it happens. It's only happened to me when I play at my house and the fucking shitty internet. Yeah. And I think it's like once it like it's almost like the game realizes that you have bad internet. Mm-hmm. You start you can't interact with things, and that's the telltale sign that anything you've done is not been saved. That's and it's sucks. never happened to me, and it's only happened to me in that situation. So I think it has. But that's something they need to fix. Yeah. Because that doesn't great. happen with any other games. Yeah, if it's a big problem where, like, there's subreddits and shit on it and everything like that, then, yeah, they probably should have been patched yeah, well, that. Yeah. Point out again, though, it is an extremely yeah, early Very game. new, very new. Incredibly popular, too. They yeah. said uh, it, they said it is the best-selling game of all time. <laughs> Who said yeah, that? That's that's an objective <laughs> lie, but uh, <laughs> pretty popular. You're an objective lie. Uh, I want to meet the guy who said that. We sports want to talk to him. Well, you're, you're speaking to him. I just made it up. So, what do you want to know? Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so since we're on the talk of like video games and stuff, I guess we can kind of just uh, segue into the first topic. Um, Elden Ring, because there's been a lot of like Elden Ring um, and shit coming. Uh, Dane, do you do you like the Souls games, the Dark Souls games? Have you played one? No, I've never played them. Oh, really, I feel like that would be in your in your alley. Yeah, uh, it would be. It it would like it probably would be. I just never have. I told him it was kind of hard, and he he's <laughs> a little coiled. Ch- for those of you who don't know Dane, he's a little chicken shit. And he's just afraid. But uh, literally, all of us have it. We can just carry. I him told him, about, yeah, I told him about the moonlight butterfly, and he <laughs> said, "Oh no, I, that's scary. I don't see what. How can y'all do that?" And sleep <laughs> well, like, so Elden Ring is super cool, I guess, because I guess George R. R. Martin is is involved. He's fucking working on that. Not uh, as big shit. Give me David <laughs> Benioff <laughs> and give me that. His name that other dumb shit. Yeah, dumb and dumber. <laughs> Season eight. Oh, <laughs> Greatest boy. thing ever. Anyway, back to the game. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's some trailers leaked. And it seemed like uh, it's just going to be Dark Souls again. Like in the gameplay trailers, what, what it showed, it, it just looked like another Souls game. Which I'm... I don't mind because <laughs> I, like, I like Dark Souls. Um, but I guess people were what's scary about it, though, is that um, they said it's going to be like open world. So it's not like uh, I'm assuming there's going to be like markers and stuff like that and kind of closer to um, what's 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 something I can compare it to, like maybe like Skyrim. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Skyrim is one of the best games in the past 15 years, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, nah, Skyrim, people yeah. love their Skyrim. Yeah, 
for the audience's reference, Jazz couldn't beat the troll on High Frothgar, <laughs> so we think it's bad. He's a real shitter. Oh my god, no. That, okay, That's so that not was, even a meme either. That was my original opinion on Skyrim. <laughs> the okay? fact that it was ever an opinion. You know what? I'll let you explain yourself. I, I bought Skyrim maybe five times, unironically, because I was like, there's no way. Like, I have to be missing something. There's no way that this game is so incredibly loved by everyone else. And I just, every time I play it, I have these horrible experiences with it. Um, so. <laughs> So the first time I bought Skyrim, I literally played it and I got to the point where you have to go talk to the graybeards or or whatever they're called on top of the, the mountain or whatever and tell them that you're dragonborn or whatever the fuck. And I, <laughs> I got up there, but something happened. I don't know if I got hit by something or something, but I fell off like the edge of the mountain and it like auto saved. So I was just at the bottom again. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not about to, like, I'm not about to rewalk this. So I took it back. Um, and then the next time I played it, I couldn't beat the frost troll. And like, I just thought that was such a crazy difficulty spike. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know what, I, I feel like that, like, did I go the wrong way? Like just coming from dark souls, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm just not supposed to be here yet. And I can just go do something else. But no, that's kind of like an enemy that you kind of have to deal with. I tried running past it. It just <laughs> beat me up. I tried like going around it. It would, I would aggro it anyway and beat me up. Like I brought Lydia with me and he beat Lydia up. <laughs> like it's just fucking crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I don't have good experiences with Skyrim. And then one time I like killed a chicken in like White Run or whatever it's called or like one of the early towns. Oh, they get pissed about that. And they, everyone in the in a fucking ten mile radius aggroed me, and it auto saved, so I couldn't do anything about it. Oh my god! Every time I got close to that town, they just would beat me up. Um, but <laughs> the most recent time I bought it, I bought the legendary edition or whatever the the re release, and I played it again, and it's not that bad. Uh, but I haven't actually sat down and sunk my teeth into it. Um, I still like Dark Souls more. But if it's Dark Souls Skyrim, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I, I like that that combination. Um, but the thing about like Elden, Elden Ring, um, I feel like if they're trying to go for... Because it seems like the whole disjointed storyline thing is kind of what make the souls games what they are um at least to me that's a very important pillar in the souls games and now with this game they're saying that they're trying to make it more like narrative driven and kind of like the narratives in the forefront instead of you know gameplay being king and i don't know how i feel about that mm. well you know shit happens <laughs> It's really good <laughs> i hope so I, I hope so man from soft been but I, I, uh, I, and for my part, I have to agree with Kevin's first judgment is that, uh, this game cannot come out until that fat fucking George R. R. Martin finishes <laughs> his goddamn book. He said we were going to get it last year. A goddamn plague swept in and he had the, all the time in the world to just sit there and fucking finish it. How long it's like, it? it's coming every, like, each time we get to a new deadline that he has set, he's like, oh, it's, I'm not able to do it this time, but it's coming. Man. 
So the, the next thing is going to be like George R. R. Martin dead, unable to finish book. <laughs> so His last like, words were, "It's coming." <laughs> <laughs> so is it like is it like the final book in the series or something like that? Yep. Well, Damn, maybe okay. not. So, so he has alluded that it, there there may be another book, uh, which you know my uh, chi- uh my kids' grandkids grandkids may not even like they may even just like oh that's the mystical mystical prophecy we don't even know if that's gonna come true. <laughs> he says he's gonna do it soon. <laughs> oh my Been God. saying that for two decades. Ugh. After they put his brain in a jar, like on Futurama. <laughs> I think I think the Biden administration needs to take action. <laughs> First executive order, George R. R. Martin better release that book. Uh oh. <laughs> I mean, like, no more like, watching the Last Kingdom on Netflix, George. <laughs> I, mean, I like that show. You know. I, it's not like, it's like, you know, doing homework or something. I don't just say like, well, can't do my homework ever. I'm watching this. <laughs> Man. I, so, so George R. R. Martin is the, the Game of Thrones guy, right? He's, he's mm-hmm. the author of the okay. books. Of the books. So mm-hmm. when Game of Thrones, the show ended, did it not follow the book line or? Well, we so around, uh, like around the, the end. Around the end of season five is when the show overtook Bible, the yeah. canon storyline. So they just kind of had to rewrite everything. They had to, like, make shit up. And George R. R. Martin, being lazy, didn't want to help them. <laughs> uh, not that it would have mattered, because the two guys who wrote the show mm-hmm. were, have, like, a huge ego, even though they're terrible writers. I... <laughs> Thinking about it, I don't even know how they got put on to Game of Thrones. Like, the things they had written before this were like X-Men Origins Wolverine, universally oh considered to be the worst Marvel movie. Oh, oh my. And then, uh, I, uh, that movie could slot right in with DC Comics. It'd be right at home. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Oh, uh, what did the, they wrote Troy, the movie? Which oh, is, oh, yeah, I forgot about well, that. Well, one, one of them did it. And it that was David is, uh, Benioff. It was, yeah, it's, it was him. And God. It, it's funny because that movie is considered like media. It's not considered terrible. It's considered like mediocre. Yeah, but it's not, I don't, my, it's but not the good. problems with mm-hmm. it are, oh, beautiful set, uh, decently well acted. Like the story is terrible. That's the problem with it. So it's like the one flaw that that movie really had was in the writing. And so we're going to take the writer from that movie mm-hmm. and put him in charge of our new flagship show. And it actually kind of worked out for a while, but, yeah, you know, he had to stopped getting the women. Yeah, because he just plagiarized all George R. And, R. Uh, story. And, and it apparently went to their heads, their success. Uh, well, not apparently. It absolutely did. It's it's blatant. And they kind of, they sidelined George R. R. Martin a lot. And he's just not a like kind of a a forceful person in that regard. So he just kind of took it and just you know kind of stayed in the background. And uh, yeah. from season five, middle of season five onward, you can just tell like market just ever almost every episode just gets worse and worse. Yeah, and then Battle of the Bastards happened, which was really good. And then after that, it was off. Uh. And what's funny is those two guys, 
they ended Game of Thrones prematurely. They basically just like, imagine you were writing this big, long uh, essay for school, mm-hmm. and uh, you were doing it so well, but then you realize, oh, fuck, I only have a day left. <laughs> and uh, you're like, uh, so they live forever and ever and ever. The end. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what they did with Game of Thrones, and it. And I, can't, reason, I, I can't even laugh at that joke I just made because it for, makes me sad. For the reason because they like oh, we need to go make some money elsewhere. Yeah, because Disney, uh, it's reported because Game of Thrones was so like maybe at that point was being considered like oh the most important show in television history kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh. Disney was like, oh, well, get us on the gravy train, baby, like always. So they they apparently had reached an agreement with them to write uh, a Star Wars trilogy about the Old Republic, which I think they still might be doing. And so they basically speed wrote Game of Thrones to go work on that. And uh, it's not really clear it fell out, uh, but... I'd like to imagine in my head that uh, Disney were like, oh, yeah, you're getting a lot of backlash on this bad writing thing. We've already had Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, maybe we should just say we're looking elsewhere. And so they were like, okay. And somehow after that, after Disney was like, oh, maybe we should look for someone else. Netflix came along, and they were like, well, we'll take you in as, like, full-time Netflix, right? We want you to write TV shows for us. And they were like, hell yeah, and they signed this big-ass contract. Uh, Dane, could you look up the uh, figures while I'm talking about that? They signed this big-ass contract with Netflix, and it's been, like, three years since that happened. Two or three years, and uh, they've only had one show actually come out. $200 $200 million. $200 million. A $200 million contract for Netflix. So huge. And for $200 million, they've had one thing that those guys have helped ride on actually come out within like two years. And it was a Leslie Jones, the black lady from Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. a Leslie Jones comedy stand-up special. Which, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about Leslie Jones. I do think she's funny, but... Two hundred million, two hundred million dollars, <laughs> American dollars. Uh, that's pretty crazy. And it's like, so why hasn't their shows come out? Well, you may have actually heard of this jazz. I know Dane has. So uh, apparently, something those two guys were trying to push really hard at HBO was this television show they came up with. Mm-hmm. And it it was called Confederate, <laughs> and maybe you know where this is going. Uh-oh. So oh, no, it was it was a show about uh like what if the South had won the Civil War, and uh, of course it never got made, so we never got to actually see it. But apparently it was filled with a bunch of like oh Southern pride, <laughs> daughters of the Confederacy propaganda, <laughs> oh, and we so. Enough of that with gods yeah. and generals. Yeah, HBO didn't want to touch it with a ten foot pole. And when it came out, what it was, people were a little uh, like, "Wow, really?" <laughs> and uh, it's rumored that they pitched this to Netflix because they they were like in on this project. They're like, "Oh, we worked so hard on it. We wanted to get done somewhere." And Netflix was like, "Yeah, no." So all a very safe thing to infer is after two years, everything. 
that they have actually pitched to Netflix to has been like, no, no, I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> so, you know, good for them for literally not working for $200 million, but man. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking we go with the big bear in the big blue house idea, but the big bear, the big bear's house is in Nazi occupied Warsaw. <laughs> <laughs> And he's very sympathetic to the cause. <laughs> he's very sympathetic <laughs> to the Nazis. Yeah. Big Bear becomes a big lieutenant in the SS. That would be one hell of a big bear. <laughs> what a hell of a ride. Uh, anyway, as you can imagine, me and Dane hate these people. Yeah, yeah I, I, I see. I see. They ruin things that are good. When people know. talk of heretics and apostates, that's who they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I hope uh, George R. R. Martin gets his book out and gets out and ring out. Maybe now. Just oh, I'm of... past hoping. I demand it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So this month, okay. Don't don't say anything crazy, okay. But this month is apparently Women's History Month, right? So y'all still with me? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I'm listening. Okay, but, Women's History Month. What did you think I was going to hear the word "woman" and then freak I, out? I never know, man. This, listen, we this discord is a mixed bag. Like we don't know what the fuck is coming out of anybody's <laughs> mouth. So I have to be careful. I'd make sure I didn't have to bleep anything out. But yeah, so women, uh, Women's History Month, and I didn't even know that. <laughs> fucking day. I didn't know that there was a women's history month like this is completely news to me it feels like every two weeks there's a new month you know what i mean like all i known from growing up is black history month and that's it but there's apparently there's like a hispanic history month women history month there's a lgbt like pride month and stuff like that it's just like shit's just crazy so I wanted to take this time to kind of talk about the uh, some some. So I know you guys are big history buffs. What's some uh, what's some of your favorite women from history? Favorite women from history. <laughs> well, we can go way back to Theodora. Yeah, she's a badass. Uh, <laughs> she was that? a. Go ahead. She was a. She was a whore who married Justinian, the emperor of Rome. But then she actually turned out to be a very competent, uh, like. Iron fisted empress, kind of. Damn. Uh, Her husband was also, that he was famously iron fisted. They made a, they were a very good power duo. There was, uh, the pirate emperor Ching Shi. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a good yeah. one. I forgot about that. Like, well, that woman commanded a Chinese pirate fleet that <laughs> beat back the British Navy. Yeah. Crazy. I, I, I looked at when the first time I learned about her, I read like, oh, she's like, she had a hundred thousand, hundred thousand men under her command. Holy crap. <laughs> That's more than Caesar had sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Uh, what's, who's that one woman? I remember, like, I, I want to say Rome, like, I, maybe not, maybe not Rome. I, I watched it on a fucking, like, an oversimplified video. Um, I think Libya. Uh, it was like no, this woman that was like, like this, oh, like this woman who was like, I, she was like a, a very like, cruel ruler. Uh, 
Oh, what was her name? I'm, I'm blinking that on it. it I know it doesn't uh, narrow it down. <laughs> I think so. It was one of those like uh, YouTube channels where they kind of talk about history and shit like that. I, I think it was oversimplified. Um, fuck, I can, I'm, I'm blinking. Uh, Rosa Parks. Cruel <laughs> <Ooh>, woman. <laughs> A tyrant. Wouldn't give up her seat. <laughs> Held on to it with an iron fist. <laughs> <laughs> Even after that kid, he needed to sit down. Nope, I'm taking a stand, she said. Maybe you guys could give me some insight. <laughs> not literally. <laughs> uh, it's not on the topic list, but maybe you guys could give me some more insight. Did you, have you guys heard about like what's going on with the, uh, the royal family and Meghan <laughs> Markle or whatever? Yeah, let me, let me, any, we, me and Dane both have kind of our own, like, we both like agree basically with what happens, but we kind of have our own, uh, like, uh, personal like feelings about it mm-hmm. uh me being like a more american centric personality him being like a very european centric personality <laughs> however the gist of it is uh the the royal family is stupid and it's all dumb role play and uh megan markle an american uh was like oh, this is all kind of stupid isn't it <laughs> to the reaction of <gasps> <laughs> and Secretly, and you can go back and look at the signs, but her husband, Prince Harry, kind of always felt that way, if you think about it. You know, he was off, you know, getting naked fucking whores in Las Vegas. Dressing up as a Nazi. (laughs) He dressed up as a Nazi 15 years ago at a Halloween party. So the royal family are very big on, like, everyone just ride the middle line, don't give any of your opinions, and we don't want to look bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, Harry kind of always kind of went against that. So he was like, when Megan was like, I, I well, <laughs> this isn't what literally happened, but it's like what I imagine in my head happened, because we don't know what actually happened behind the scenes. I imagine when Megan was like, Oh man, this is kind of stupid. I don't like being in this dumb club. And Harry's like, I know, right? <laughs> it's so lame. <laughs> so... Uh, and then apparently, you probably saw this on that Oprah interview, uh, and to, to preface this, I don't believe that the Queen or Prince Philip said this. They're not the ones who said it, but I do believe it was some members of the royal family yep. or some, like, high-ranking palace officials came to hate <laughs> uh, Meghan and Harry, and they were like, so the kid... Like, how dark is it gonna be? Because, uh, <laughs> I mean... I mean, you know, yeah. and uh, as you can imagine, uh, they didn't take too kindly to that. So they basically, they were like, okay, we want to, we're just going to America. We're not going to be your highness anymore. <laughs> it's like, you know, we're still going to be affiliated, you know, whatever. But, you know, we're going to step down from our quote unquote duties and just kind of live our lives, to which uh, a lot of the royal loyalists, I guess, were like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody. <laughs> they don't want to do our GTA role play server anymore. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they didn't handle it. The royal family, I don't think, handled it very well, that part in particular, because they were basically just like, all right, but, you know, we're... No more titles. Uh, Harry's not allowed to do his fucking uh, charity for the kids anymore. Uh, we're taking away his military rank, even though he literally served in the military to get it. 
and, and like all this stuff. But it still, it was kind of like, okay, whatever. And, uh, recently, I guess Megan just kind of felt compelled to, uh, talk about like the racism stuff. Yeah. You know, not like super hardline racism, but just kind of like, uh, the kid's not going to be real black, yeah. is he? That's basically yeah. what it was. It's like, it's, it's really, to be honest, like most families, mm-hmm. like I have members who would probably say that. And then, yeah. you know, I would just react and say, like, <laughs> you prick, you don't matter to me at all. Um, but, yeah, for sure. so I, I won't interrupt, okay, unless Kevin's finished. Uh, I'm, ba- I'm basically finished. Mm-hmm. I mean, from my point of view, that's about how I, that's what I think happened. Because a lot of it, because the royal family, even though they're basically the most speculated people on, uh, in the world, really. If you look at, like, dumb tablet, like, I mean, just think about when you go to, like, the grocery line, and it's, like, National Enquirer headline. It's, yeah. like, evil Camilla steals the crown, yeah. <laughs> which is <laughs> dumb shit like that. Mm-hmm. that. And that's literal. That's one I've seen before. And so even though they're kind of, like, the people subject to that, they are really good at kind of being secretive about what they do mm-hmm. and, like, how they act. So we don't, like, really know everything that happened or how it's all going. We can just, we can only kind of, like, infer from what's, like, kind of come out. And from what's come out, you know, I almost com- exclusively side with Meghan Markle. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe just because we're both Americans who think it's stupid. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I-, I can see some of the complaints about it. Dane? Yep. All right. Um, I'd push back on that. I don't have a European view on it. I, I, I'd say I still have an American view on it. I just am. I, well, I, I was just talking about like kind of like your personality, oh, yeah. not, not um, like your total view on that. Um, but I am, and I admit, an Anglophile. Like I just, I, for one thing, I think most Americans should be because constitutional monarchy, like it's, its system is our system almost exactly. It, the only difference is we elect our head of state. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but uh, that's that's semantics, really. But apart from that, in terms of just like brass tacks, Meghan and Harry, you know, I I agree with Kevin. I side with her on it just because it was handled poorly. I think, which is atypical. The royal family is are the masters at PR spin. The and the proof of that is they are a royal family in 2020. 2021. 2021. Well, when this was happening, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so they are very good at that and they, and, and they have really profited through that. And given by the fact is, you know, as a larger question, like Kevin and I talked about like this, if it's going to hurt the monarchy in general, <laughs> and I don't think it'll even touch them. Like it, it, they are so popular in England. It's, it's part of their national identity. And I think it's for the better for them. Because I think their con- their particular ban- brand of mo- constitutional monarchy is a uniquely effective and good system in the in Western civilization, um, and it is overall stood for the better things. But in terms of Meghan and Harry, I I and I would have to find for them. It's just, and I agree that it's it, and I don't believe for a second that it's speculated that it was the Queen. The Queen is not a racist in any way. Mm-hmm. She broke ranks with uh, her government, which is a rarity, back in the 80s to come out against apartheid. Yeah. 
one of the first heads of states to do it. The royal, like the institution of the royal family is not overtly racist. They couldn't be or they wouldn't be there. Um, and I don't think it was Prince Philip, even though he's <laughs> basically an old gaffer and will just say whatever comes onto his mind. It's like, it was like, Oh, she's nice and pretty, like little black. But <laughs> like, you know, like it's like he doesn't. He's not a fucking Nazi, and he has, and you know, and not has, like his ancestors. Yeah, nah, he looks like yeah. one of me. Have you seen this man? <laughs> <laughs> um, his ancestors were. Uh, anyway. He does look like the. <laughs> he looks like a villain. Like, like the villain from there's like all oh, the Nazi remnants led by this man. Auschwitz guard captured, something like that. Good um, God. But he's, throughout uh, his whole life, he's been notorious for making like a little comment like that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he did it. What I do think it is one of the minor royals who get less airtime and are le much less, uh, uh, their lips are looser. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, and they're much more prickish about it. I think the biggest problem with Meghan and Harry is that, and I've told this to Kevin, it is not, it was so blown out of proportion by, like, because I think William handled it poorly because in my opinion, he's dull as rocks. Um, and he's he talking about Prince William. Yeah, Harry. Prince William, yeah. And, uh, and the fact that, like a monarchy is really it's this way with any family. There's there's always like one or two you like in most families one or two, but in some families one person that everyone just sort of goes with what they're 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 the elder and their wisdom is respected. In a monarchy that is enshrined as the monarch. And I mean the queen is fucking ninety eight. I mean, how much more shit can she do? And she's <laughs> been through so much and then with this it's just, it's, it's, it's easy to understand that she didn't, she couldn't step in and just say, you know, bang their heads together and say, this isn't that big of a deal. William, shut the fuck up. Quit leaking to the press these little brotherly squabbles. Um, and I think this would have all been averted. Yeah. But I, uh, I've, I've heard that and read that they are taking a, the wiser course, which is reconciliation from the position of, Look, we were wrong. And that is proof, and that, that is proof to me how brilliant of survivors and masters of their craft the British monarchy is. Whether or not they're actually going through with that or not doesn't matter. The fact that it's in the news that they say that, that the day after the interview, they were bam in the news, like we're going to be looking into this, having an acquire. We will, you know, if we find things, we'll discuss things. With the Duchess of Sussex, which they still regard her as. Mm -hmm. And they, so they're mad. And it's not even spin. It's just they, they're so good at getting, and they just have a whole century of experience of getting ahead of these things. However, on the other side of it, I, like I said, I, I find for Meghan and Harry, I, you know, I feel for them as, um, I think that they were wrong and, and maltreated. But, they cannot do any more interviews to this effect because world sympathy for them will die immediately. And it's already started to not turn against them, but jade because you can already see like, and you can, in today's world, you can gauge public psyche and the zeitgeist 
by the memes you see see a lot. <laughs> and the memes you are like I've I've seen half and half. And one half I've seen of memes of like talking making a fair point that you know you didn't they didn't really have it that bad compared to the rest of us. <laughs> they were yeah. royalty. So that's what I mean is like make the make the emotional case is we're just being reasonable people. This is what actually happened. And don't say another thing. Do not go on a moral crusade against the monarchy. Because the only opinion that really matters in that regard is the British people. And they fucking love the monarchy. <laughs> and yeah. so they're sympathetic to Meghan and Harry. But that sympathy will die a hard death. Yeah, I don't think do that. I don't think doing that would even be in line with their motives, though. Yeah, that's, and I don't think they will. It's just, yeah. they, I'm just saying they, they shouldn't. If that also, really uh, something pretty curious I forgot to mention before, but I just remembered it. Mm -hmm. Uh, their son was, uh, his name is Archie, uh, Harry and Meghan's son they mm -hmm. had recently, like probably a couple, a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he wasn't, so he was suspiciously not given a title at birth. And, mm -hmm. uh, a lot, in like the crown and some other, you know, British, like loyalists have tried to like uh apologize for it being like oh well you know he can't be the prince until uh Charles his grandfather Harry's dad becomes king it's like but why are William's children why do they have the titles like that doesn't really make any sense and uh <laughs> I mean so with that in mind it's no one really knows why that is at this point Mm -hmm. There have been like a couple theories, but you know, no one really knows for sure. But a theory that's been going out there, which if you think about it, might have something to it, is well, we don't want to name the black haired prince now, do we? Mm. Which uh I just I'm not saying that's true, but uh it might be. <laughs> so if it is, uh yeah, not great. Not a very good look. And they, I, I don't think there's a policy of that because it's unsustainable, and that's not their mo. That's not their modus operandi. Maybe, but and but, also, but, then it's like, but then it's like, what, but why wasn't he given it? Because it is very out of the ordinary. And this is before. And this is before at least what we know of. This is before like Harry and Meghan split away. So it's why wasn't he given a title at birth like you know, everyone be, else? That needs to be part of their reconciliation thing, even if you don't, because I think you can make a technical argument, a really technical, but I don't think it should be made because you get into royal semantics and people, and it's just, you know, it's hard to do that in, the, in, you know, in 2021, but technically, as he is, as Harry is the second son, his... See, and it's so hard to make. I mean, really, they whoever like the monarch says can be who is is who can be basically. Yeah, yeah. And so it's that's what that's where I mean. It goes back to, and you can find this it, this question through the history of all monarchs in any country of any time ever. Is that if there isn't a solid opinion and force and drive coming from the monarch, it falls apart under them. Because what sh there should be, and I think it would be if Charles were king, I I think Charles would have would give uh, Archie a title. At the very least, he needs to he would be Duke of something. 
Yeah, um, but and that's another. That's like what I'm saying is like, you know, if if they say like, oh well, he can't be prince because of this and that, which is in itself a stupid argument because at this point the monarchy is basically make believe. Mm-hmm. But uh, for lack of a better term, uh, so it's like okay, we don't want to call him prince, but you know why? Why does he not have? I mean, even Charles II's illegitimate bastards all have, yeah. oh, Earl of fucking... Yeah, but that's because he wanted them. That's because yeah. he would give them to them. It's within the exactly. modern prerogative. And Elizabeth is 99, or 98 going on 99, I think. Philip is looks like he's fucking 122. <laughs> he's 2,000 <laughs> years old. I mean, he looks like... He looks like what happens after you take off the ring of power. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like withered you (laughs) or something. Well, in any case, uh, they need to figure that one out. I think, I think, uh. Because it is not a good look. I think that in a year's time, they will have, uh, if they're wise, and the monarchy is usually very wise and, and damage control, Diana being a, an exception. But even in that, they came out ten times as stronger and as popular as they ever were. Um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think uh, I think in like a year, if they're wise, they'll have affected like a reconciliation process. Because I don't think for a moment that Meghan and, and Harry want to go on this crusade against the monarchy. For one thing, they'll lose. Uh, because, like I said, the only opinion that matters in this really is the British people, and they are not, they will turn against Meghan and Harry on a dime if they feel that they're being lectured to about their beloved institution. Um, yeah. And so will world opinion, too, frankly, because like I said, there's, it's already like half like, like, don't push it. And you've made your case and you're, you've, you're seen as the reasonable party, but you can't go on like a, I keep using moral crusade. I think that's a bit too harsh. But, you know, like there was a meme I saw of, like, them talking from a pile of British pound notes and Oprah talking from a pile of, like, you know, $100 bills. Like that, and I don't, I think that's a mischaracterization. But if they do continue on this, in this vein, publicly, it will, that will take over. And I think that'll do them a disservice and they won't like that. And what will happen is, is they'll go the way of Diana. Because they'll seem like people, people idolize Princess Diana. And I think she was a very good person, but she was a loose cannon in that regard. Mm-hmm. And she, she couldn't, they don't like people are all are just fine across the world are just fine with you saying, you know, I was mistreated in, in this environment. What they don't like is you attacking the institution itself. Although I would like to add a little bit to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of it's like kind of weird to say, but I feel like for where they are right this second, uh, Harry and Meghan, if they were to do that, which I know they won't, but if they were to do that, it kind of wouldn't matter if the British people turns against them because they they and all their uh, business assets that they've worked so hard to protect are not even close to being in England. They're in America, and Americans support them pretty overwhelmingly. Yeah, for now, but that's... Well, that you, but you look have at to what, like, the American, Americans, <laughs> Americans, and especially the younger generation coming up, 
all think the monarchy, like the British monarchy, is pretty useless and stupid. Which you know, it maybe not be. It's not like a totally fair comparison, but that's basically kind of what we've been led to believe. So I, I mean, in in the end, people are going to kind of stick with their own, which I feel like we can kind of see that in like the backlash against Megan that kind of happened in Britain, because it's like, well, you know, she's like she's one of them, and I'm I'm not meaning black. I'm talking about yeah, American yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I feel like. <laughs> The reason, because I think Harry and Meghan do have support in England, but it is like way bigger in America yeah. because it because it just because we can kind of identify with Meghan. It's like, huh, yeah, that is stupid, and you think like us. <laughs> yeah. For so sure. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know either. Man. I would I would push back slightly on like their what they have now is based on that life though, and. Just as they're going to age, a new generation in the monarchy is going to age and come up too. And I'm more cynical about the American people not liking monarchy because they fucking love it when it's the pageantry of it. I'm much more cynical about people being pro-democracy over monarchy because monarchy is... I don't think it's like pro-democracy. No, and I, I don't mean I don't, it that I don't way. think the I idea is like pro-democracy like over monarchy... And what what you said is true. Oh, like people in America love pageantry. Mm-hmm. However, uh, something that's important to say is they love kind of like that juicy drama kind of pageantry. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Which Harry and Meghan give way more than the rest of those blocks of wood. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at like how people like kind of idolize like the Kardashians, even though it's like. You know, they got famous because, like, our dad defended a murderer, and then uh, one of our daughters made a sex tape with Ray J. <laughs> and, you know, they suddenly became like, wow, what a juicy, drama-filled socialite family. So, I mean, if anything, they are, they would be on the right path. <laughs> I predict that if there is a reconciliation, Harry will want to go back. Because I, I don't, I think he left, not begrudgingly, but very sorrowfully. Maybe. He, I mean, I, he, he really, I think he really, uh, loves and he, not maybe, maybe, I'm sure he loves his family, but he is very patri- patriotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and to be patriotic in Britain is to be not a monarchist, but to be, you know, that's a symbol for them. That's why I think it works so well for them. It's, it's not a symbol of power and rulership and domination. It's a symbol of determination and resolve. And it's why they've survived. It's then they'll continue, I think, for another 200 years. Um, but I, I think Harry and Meghan will, are, they won't fade into the background, but they'll say their piece. And if the royal family are wise, as it looks like they're doing now, um, they will affect a reconciliation and maybe not bring them back into the fold. But I, in my opinion, they need to do something like, look, you're part of the family. We want you to have a title, but you go doing what you, what you want elsewhere in life uh when you know and and if you ever need help we will be there and we want you to have a title because you are the royal family but you can be great ambassadors for us like going all over the world as you know members of the royal family and as you know you have you, your children are heirs to the throne uh in a you know an elongated way 
but they need to be recognized as such. And the first thing that needs to happen in that regard is Archie needs a title. I don't give a shit if, like, I mean, even if uh, Harry and Meghan say they don't want titles, Archie needs a title. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, uh, for one thing, the British government needs to demand that. Uh, because yeah. that means it's not a good look if, like, our one black, well, at least very marginally black prince is the only I one mean, who doesn't. More get than it that, title. like, he needs yeah. to be, uh, he needs to be officialized at, because conceivably he could inherit a thousand year old throne. And it, we can't look like we've denied him all up to the point till what the point he inherits that. That would mean that all the other children have to die and that's not going to happen. It's not the Middle Ages anymore. <laughs> but, you know, you need to always have that there. So, and you also need the public image. But anyway, I think yeah. we talked them this to death. Yeah. 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 This whole situation is, is very interesting to me because, it, um, funny enough, like, I know personally a lot of people, a lot of family members who are very invested into this uh, situation, um, as well as just from being on social media and seeing a lot of and engaging in a lot of like uh, black spaces um, through social media. Uh, black people are very invested in Meghan Markle. Just the fact that, mm-hmm. she, that they can relate that like we can connect to her as a black woman. And she's like, yo. <laughs> like I'm, f- I'm fucking, I'm married into the royal family. Like that's a big deal, uh, yeah. for for us. I literally, I remember when she got married. Uh, I went to, I was at my aunt's house, and my aunt was watching the wedding and stuff like that. And she was just talking about, and she was, she was happy about it and stuff like that. Like it was, it seemed like Meghan Markle was kind of like this, um, in a weird way. It was like a victory for black people as a whole. You know what I mean? People were able to attached to it even though we weren't yeah. feeling her success like it wouldn't even shouldn't even be looked at it in that sort of way and whether just, whether or not they admit it or not sorry but uh, that's it's a victory for the monarchy too yeah um, yeah it, it was just kind of like a thing like ah progress yeah exactly um but then with this coming out everyone now everyone's like ah damn like like people there's a lot of people who are just like man i really hope it's not a racist thing but it probably is just from previous history right um the the thing is like and i i say this anytime like i've had family ask that like do you think they're the royal family is racist like and i always answer this like i've said before look like every every single family on this earth is prejudiced and has prejudiced members we all know that without a doubt without yeah and it and it's the thing that it's that has been the monarchy saving grace is to go look we're just a family like any others who have by some trick of fate ended up where we are. And, and that's been like, that's why they allow so many shows about them. Mm-hmm. And they, they come across as a, as, as just a family. And what they need to do is basically pull an Andrew with whoever, find out who said that and drop him to the, him or her to the fucking curb. Like at the Prince Andrew situation, they handled flawlessly. <laughs> you know they, what he's talking about? No, I don't. Like, you know, Prince and, uh, Andrew, uh, had that disastrous interview where he just caught, he just, they, the interview just went a ring a roll on him on like the allegation of him being close to Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And getting girls with that. And it was just an endless, like, uh, an endless litany of just fucking missteps by Andrew. And like two days later, the Royal Bureaucracy, it's called the Palace, which is Buckingham Palace, but it's just a, it's just a, a an overarching term meaning the bureaucracy, as it were, as and announced that he was going to be stepping back from all his roles. 
and be taking a private role. Basically saying like, yeah, he's not affiliated with us anymore, really. Yeah. I mean, privately, I'm sure they still talk to him. He's family, it, but, uh, they, they knocked his ass over ship and that, that a new story, it still pops up every now and then, but it only had life for about a week. <laughs> yeah. Like this whole situation, like I said, it was just, it just feel like, okay. It seemed like we always take, uh, with like our progress as like black people or our, our fight against racism, it always takes kind of like a, a two steps or a one step forward, two steps back kind of. Yeah. Deal. That's how, that's just how it, ha- it is. Like, exactly. and that's why, why I think like Charles is a better, is a mediating force in this is he, he is very good at planning things like wedding, like that wedding. He has a very artistic mind. Mm-hmm. All the music was pre-selected by him. He did all like, uh, he managed all the ceremonies and, and he truly does love his children. And he was a good father to them, even though some people will say he wasn't. I disagree completely. Um, but, and so I think he really wants Harry and Meghan to work mm-hmm. and it, it, within the family. And I think that he's part of the mediating force to take that another another step because like you said two steps forward is a step back that's just how progress is it's, it's in, if it was two steps forward all the time it wouldn't be progress it would just be business as usual it would just be walking all the time um but like i think megan uh, did it made a very uh i don't i wouldn't say shrewd because that one implies she's disingenuous a bit she made a i think it's a it's a calculated move to bring up the race thing uh, that someone made a eh, race. When I say when I think of racism, I think of the Nazis or apartheid. So, and it always and it's hard it's hard for me to like dial it back for something like a like that comment. It's incredibly prejudiced, unforgivably so. Uh, but and but when making that comment, I'd like to think, and I hope she's thinking this because it it's very. I think it's wise and sound thinking. Is that she is, has lit a fire under the palace's ass to come to the table. Because if there is one thing that they cannot spin, it's racism. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so that's why I think that Tavar, they moved quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> and in Britain too, like it's like, uh, like while we talk about cancel culture here, I would say it's two times worse in Britain. Mm. It's just it really is. Um, and so I mean, they back in like June they had a really bad movement that I'm not even going to go into that that is that exemplifies the things that piss me off about the liberal movement. But anyway, so it and and the monarchy is in their sights if they if they just double down. It's like you know actually they were right to ask. I mean. That they cannot, um, they would never do that. But if by doubling down would mean not addressing it, and they addressed it very quickly. Like the next day, saying, "Well, we'll launch an inquiry," you know. And in bureaucracy terms, that may mean nothing. That just it may mean a tablet <laughs> thing. In fact, but, it probably but the, means. But the nothing. point is, but the point is, they said it. And you know, it's cynical of me to say, but. People, a lot of times, like, and history proves this, that's a good enough at first for a lot of people, for mm-hmm. most people. And I think that they're, they come, they complete the move by leaking things like William wants to talk to Harry 
um, and things like that. And he, and I like Kate Middleton, but I bet she was a bitch. <laughs> um, um, to Megan, I just I just see that happening. For one thing, I I know royal history, not just this royal family, but the, all, most royal families of Europe really well. And I can tell you this, and I do not consider it a misogynistic remark. Mm-hmm. It's real, and if anything, it's not misogynistic. It's male or female. Uh, any two who are not in the who are not the monarch or the monarch's consort, sometimes the consort, any of those two, there's going to be friction with it. Past ages that led to a bloody civil war. Uh, but I, I just, I can just tell that I bet Kate was a bitch to her. <laughs> but you know, you never know. Yeah. Also, I, we, I saw need- on the lighter side, I saw a meme. It was like, uh, you know, if you think about it, Archie uh, is kind of an American-born kid. So, so technically, in 36 years, he could become president of the United States. And it's just like. It's a meme. It's like King George the Third. Like, <laughs> the long con has paid off. <laughs> we can be like Charles V, become president and inherit England. That's the, that's the longest con of all. We're going to war with China. Two hundred years. Jesus but we're anyway, finally any, fucking back. Any more topics? Yeah. Uh, so uh yeah we we talked a lot about that one. We talked uh, that one to death. Yeah, so uh <laughs> so speaking of like you know like racism and stuff like that. I kind of wanted to to sit you down and like uh sit you down Kevin and ask you like about your beef with the N-word. So a lot of times I don't like it. It's mean. A lot of times uh whenever me, me I am I am black for listeners who don't who don't know. <laughs> what? I I refer to I, I refer to all of my friends as my nigga sometimes, even if they're white. Um I'd be like or I'll be like, Oh, this nigga that or like, oh that nigga crazy or like like that's just a thing that I do. I don't do it as much as other people, but I still do it every once in a while, right? But every time I do it with Kevin, he kind of like snaps at me. He's like, "Don't call me that," and I'm just like, "Damn, cuz like, <laughs> I I say it in a in a in a term of endearment. I don't say it in like a oh like I don't call you hard R <laughs> like or anything like that. But I wonder like like what's, what's your beef with it? What's what's your beef with it, Kevin? Uh, it's more like a. Because if you really don't like it, I won't, and, I won't say and it. And obviously, to the, those listening, what I'm about to say is it's maybe a little distasteful. It's obviously just a joke. Yeah. Because I made a joke one time at you, and it's not even my original thing. I heard someone else say it. It's like, technically isn't like black people saying the N-word cultural appropriation. I mean, <laughs> white people came up with it sort of thing. Uh-huh. And as, just as a continuation of the joke, uh, like every time you say that to me, like – it's like, what did I say about using that word? <laughs> like, like that's our word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and, it, and it's also just like, uh, I don't know. I just uh, there are a lot of words that uh, I just <laughs> don't like being called, sort yeah, of. You. And you know, you are the only person who calls me that on even a semi-regular <laughs> basis, uh-huh. on it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Over uh, some other words, uh, pecker. I don't like that word. Uh, <laughs> I don't like you know, pecker just, either. Uh, Cunt is not a great word. Yeah. Uh, even though, so, even though, so, even though sometimes I kind of use, I, <laughs> there was actually like a, uh, a poll of like 10,000 people and it was like, out of all English words, which one is your least favorite? And 
That word was actually number one, and N-word was number two. Do <laughs> uh, you know that that word, uh, that the C word, has, Uh-oh. like, been, and it has been the least favorite English word for, like, the past four centuries? <laughs> Yo, so yeah. that, this reminds me, I, okay, a little story. No one told the Australians. L- a little story time. <laughs> they, so. they, they took it to heart. I mean, it when I was in middle school, I, when I was in, I want to say, like, maybe seventh grade, uh, I hated, I had this math teacher that I hated. I remember her, well, I, I was about to drop her name, but I ain't going to do that. I uh, hated her. Uh, Say and, something that rhymes with it. Uh, limestone. Um, so <laughs> This is Limestone. That, that actually is her name. I'm going to bleep it out. I'm going to bleep it out. Uh, but anyway. Oh, who's, they don't even know where you're from. <laughs> true, matter. true. Anyway. Say something that rhymes with your address and city. Didn't, didn't you say like a decent portion of our viewers were like over 50 from Asia or something? I, that's not what I said. But there's like, to all my loyal fans. <laughs> like 5% of, of our fan place were like in Taiwan or something weird. Uh, but anyway, so. Taiwan is not weird. It is the bastion of democracy in China. Uh, we're you, big fans. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so should have like, more for you in the sixties uh, and seventies. Shen Kai Shek is one of my favorite people. <laughs> uh, he wasn't. Uh, well, okay, whatever. Hey, shut the hell up. <laughs> okay, so, Chairman Mao supporting that. I am not. So <laughs> in seventh grade, I um, my teacher. I was talking to some friends about like how I hated this teacher, and everyone hated this teacher, and we we're like, oh yeah, she fucking sucks, yeah. And no, the cloud, uh, the cloud, the class is loud, and fucking um, everyone's kind of like murmuring you know chit chattering and shit like that and it's it's like waiting for the the day to end or something like that so like the last five minutes of the day and <laughs> so i'm talking to my friends like yeah man i fucking hate uh miss rhinestone yeah she's a she's a fucking bitch man like i fucking hate her and then my friends like yeah yeah and then the same like the class went silent just in time for me to say yeah i can't stand that cunt and, <laughs> and like, literally everyone turns and looks at you. literally and then my t- and then the teacher is like <gasps> cedric and i was like oh <laughs> shit like they got me so she was like out of my class right now and i'm like fuck i'm about to go down for this for this so anyway uh, what how, how, how much trouble did you get in i didn't get into very much trouble but it was just the fact that like she pulled me aside and she was like do you talk like that at home? And I'm like, no. And she's like, does anybody in your house talk like that? Like, like she was like really trying to figure out like my, my at home situation, like my life. She was like, are you, is everything <laughs> okay at home? Live, huh? <laughs> everything okay at home? Like she really took the, that cunt word to, to. Do I need to keep an eye on your house? Uh, like <laughs> for real. Watch your back, Cedric. Watch your back. So people really, really, really hate that word. Um, that, that's just well, funny, man. Yeah. That's. Uh, I imagine she did really hate it. However, uh, <laughs> I do imagine she probably would have had the same reaction if you said something like, oh, what a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then she heard yeah. it. I, in first grade, I wrote, uh, Dane, uh, do you, maybe I shouldn't say her. You know, whatever. Do you, do you know who Miss Childs is? Uh, Dane, do you remember? Not really. I, I wasn't in use. She, she, uh, she, she was like a third. I, yeah, it was first grade. That's right. Yeah, I, so I, I had a first grade, grade teacher, and her name was her last name was Child, mm-hmm. and uh, she was generally pleasant. But there was like one day where she did something that pissed me off. Uh-oh. It's like as a as a kid, you're like an injustice has been done to me this day, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's like, oh, bro, I got a color change. I didn't even do nothing. Yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> and so change. I. 
So as a first grader, you, you know, I'm a, I'm a man who speaks his mind, yeah. and I'm not afraid of verbal confrontation. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote her a letter. Uh, not a letter. More like a note. Dear Mrs. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I just said, like, and it was like, Miss Child, dear Miss Child, like, you suck. <laughs> and she was like, oh. I, I put it on the desk. She opened it and went, oh, and oh boy, did I get, did I get it for that? Yeah. Uh, I got sent to kid jail. Ooh, 30 AKA, years I got jail. put on red on the color chain oh, scale. No. Harassed by the kids police, the fellow <laughs> kindergartners and shit. The hall monitors beat me senseless. <laughs> she sucks, don't she? Uh, oh no. <laughs> I was sort of like a Rodney King figure in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty violent. <laughs> Damn, rip. Recipes, Rodney uh, King. Uh, is he dead? Yeah, he drowned. Uh, Holy shit! He was found face down in like one of like a swimming pool or something like that. A few, I want to say, yeah, about eight, eight years ago, about ten years ago. Rest in peace, Rodney King. Yeah. <laughs> they did you real dirty that one time. <laughs> yeah, they they did do him dirty. Good fuck. Um, but anyway, move, moving on. Uh, more stuff came out with about Chris D'Elia. Uh, I guess the charges now include child porn. Um, oh boy! But it's not like the like it, it's still child porn, but it's not like the like oh he didn't have pictures of like five year olds or anything like that. It's the same woman uh, who I guess he did some stuff with at uh she was 17 and he knew she was 17 and she sent him explicit uh pictures and videos and stuff like that so it still technically counts as child porn so that's being added onto his case and i it shit like this is just so like you you can't even find like a okay so bear with me because this is similar to kind of like the uh the carlson or Carson, or whatever his name is, Carlson, mm-hmm. the Carson situation. But there was kind of a gray area with Carson because Carson himself is what, when this happened, he was what, eight, 19? Nine, he was 19. 19. So like a 19 and a 17 year old exchanging pictures and shit like that. Like I- I'm not performative in any way. I don't really see that big of a deal with something like that happening. Um, even 20, it's like, uh, oh, that's kind of weird, but like, like, <laughs> Come on, man. You like your windows gone. You gotta, you gotta let it go type <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. but with this, I'm pretty sure Chris Delia is like 35 or, uh, here, let me look it up. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll, I'll He's 40. the official, uh, canceled culture podcast line on this. <laughs> Chris Delia, you're unfunny. You're, <laughs> you're an unfunny sicko and I hope you go down that, for this. Right, the unfunny thing is, should be where it ended. <laughs> <laughs> that's his crime lock him up <laughs> I, I don't i don't know it, it should just be like oh you're unfunny just put it in a normal judge circuit we don't even hear about it he's just some guy just some regular unfunny guy um yeah it's kind of in the same vein of like this like it seemed like another day another person gets accused of sexual assault or sexual misconduct um Sinatra, uh, I know Kevin, you yeah. know who Sinatra is. Sinatra got hit with the sexual, uh, assault stuff. Now, his case is very, very interesting to me because it seems like this is another instance of people basically saying, like, if someone accuses somebody of something, we 
always have to believe the 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 victim or what you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, it's it's kind of like when these situations it's it's a guilty until proven innocent instead of you know yeah. innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Obviously, my whole line on it is uh, if you make an ac- accusation, especially of something of like sexual assault. Uh, the, it deserves to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, it deserves to be taken seriously. However, you know, it, there's always sort of like an investigative process with things like this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sinatra's is kind of like a, a weird one to me. And I think we've talked about this like off, you know, record, off the record. Mm-hmm. But, uh, don't get me wrong, I can totally see him being guilty of this stuff. Yeah, me too. In fact, you know, I'm pretty sure he probably is. However, uh, when it, whenever something like this comes from like an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. I always kind of think like, eh, it's like, you know, I, I just kind of want to know more. Like, I'm like, did they split amicably? Like, so my, my whole take on this is that like, I, I, uh, I read the, the 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 messages like the discord messages or whatever the fuck and it just kind of made sinatra like an asshole and it's like okay whatever he's 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 a man child uh like that's not unheard of for people who get paid to play video games like you know what i mean like that like that's not unheard of like i don't really care if he's an asshole in his private life or a man baby like i don't i don't give a fuck like if he performs on his fucking team that he plays for that's pretty much what most people care about like we don't give a fuck about what he's doing um but then there was an audio clip that was released as well and basically the audio clip was supposed to be of him sexually or straight up raping his girlfriend at the time and me and richie listened to it and i think brian listened to it too and the audio clip if it is real then yeah it's 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 pretty much it's it's probably indefensible but the my problem with it is that basically the audio clip was i guess him and his girlfriend like in the act and she uh she tells him to stop um but he's just like oh no you know i'm 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 so close to finishing like no and then she's saying stop but she's saying it in this like this like whiny like baby voice like not like it didn't sound like there was any urgency in her voice you know what i mean so then my question is is like okay i don't know what their relationship dynamic is i don't know if they if she does stuff like this all the time like i don't know because some people do and say and act in strange ways with their significant other so i don't know what um like I'm trying to like dance along a, a, a fine line here because I don't want it to come off as me saying like, yeah, like if she really meant this, she would have said it in a different tone or whatever. But what I'm saying is just that like, it, what I'm saying is like, because me personally, if I'm in somebody and she says stop, uh, I'm I'm stopping no matter what tone she says it in. However, <laughs> homeboy is. In the, like, it's hard to explain. Like, you have to have heard the, the, the clip. Um, yeah. I, I really, I had heard about the clip and I really didn't want to listen to it because I thought it was kind of weird. It is a but little as, weird. 
as we're talking, I'm, as we're talking about it, I'm trying to like kind of find it because I hadn't heard that before. Yeah, it, that it, that it was like that. Like it sounds like it sounds like uh, f- to give it a better example of it. It sounds like you know how in fucking school there always be like that guy that like flirt like bullies this girl and she like stop like type shit. Like that's what it sounded like. Like it didn't sound like if if you wouldn't have told me that this was supposed to be in the act or whatever, I would have thought this was just him like tickling her or some fuck yeah. like type shit. So it's just like. Is there, has there been any this? And I always ask it new things. Although I, I, I hate I'm, them doing so this. Sorry to interrupt you here, Dane. Oh, but, uh, sorry, sorry. If it's something like, oh, he's tickling or something, that I find because I heard like Brian told me like what was said in the audio clip, mm-hmm. and uh, it would be very strange if the clip like he's tickling like, oh, that's funny. That explains like the voice. Like, oh, stop, stop! It's like, oh, but I'm so close. I can't. <laughs> Like, so something like that so, might be a bit of a stretch. Yeah, but but like I, I also want to k- make sure that I'm 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 completely clear for anyone listening. This, don't think that I am like saying like oh she's lying or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is just like I don't know and I don't feel comfortable just jumping on the um she uh, oh she said he did it so he did it. Um, that's not my thing at all. Um, like Kevin said, I feel like every single sexual assault case should be taken seriously. Um, but you know, we gotta, we, we kind of gotta let the, the process handle, uh, handle it. So his team said that they were going to do an investigation. Uh, shoddy, uh, uh, the, the victim said that, you know, Hey, they ain't talked to me and I hope that they actually talk to me because if they're going to do an investigation, they need to hear both sides, which is, Something that I think is 100% true, but it seems like, mm-hmm. like Dane has said before, like these sort of things are solved in, 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 in the, by the timeline. The, <laughs> the timeline decides who's innocent or guilty. And that's what's yeah. really like, kind of like fucked about these sort of situations. So if he did it, then fu- f- fucking get, get him the fuck out of here. But if he didn't do it, it's like he's kind of fucked either way now yeah uh, it's because of the court of public opinion and it's and it's always like one of those things like okay from what i've heard about this this video a a competent lawyer can get him off based on that yeah that yeah. if you're making it like a flirting and i think uh any jury would go for that i just if it think, even was that it wouldn't go to a jury for one thing i just think like um, this shit yeah. is just so fucking he, he and that's I, what I, matters to me at the end of the day is like what legal things are get, are they going about like because that, to me, is a is a signifier of intention and of guilt on either side. I because haven't seen like, this. You said like uh, they're, they're conducting an investigation. Like, yeah, so what? Those are people. Like, actually, do it with some sort of like like the predication of law, and that convinces me. Yeah. Well, uh, to be fair, uh, I don't think uh, the current what she's trying to go for is like I want to get him arrested, sort of thing. I think she's just like, yeah, he kind of like, you know, violated me. So I think he should, it's like, I, I don't think people should like him because he's kind of a monster. Yeah, that is assuming that she's telling the truth with, I think she probably is. Uh, which, so Sentinels are, which is the team he plays for, kind of like, hmm, we need to investigate this man to see if we can actually like have him on our team or not. However, he did release a twit longer uh, three days ago that I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see uh, that either. So. All right, so it's called Update, and it mm-hmm. says, It is clear from Cleo's recent post that she recalls our relationship differently than I do. 
What we do agree on is that it was unhealthy for the both of us. I apologize to Cleo and regret how things ended, but I never assaulted her in any way. I am fully cooperating with the investigations and providing the full audio and video clips Cleo referenced in her post. So I guess uh, we just kind of have to wait and see how this one goes. Yeah, but like, so do you guys remember, do you guys know who Tabuscus is? Do you remember Tabuscus? Yep. So Tabuscus got hit with a... Uh, some crazy allegations and that, and it fucking shook me because I was a huge Tabuscus fan, um, in like middle school and stuff like that. Like when I was first really getting on the internet and getting into like YouTube and shit, everybody kind of had like, oh, there was like PewDiePie fans, the Shane Dawson fans or whatever. And then like Tabuscus and I was in Rooster Teeth and all them, but Tabuscus was, I was a huge fan of Tabuscus and he got hit with like, oh, I guess a girl he was fucking around with, uh, he like raped her, drugged her multiple times, crazy shit. And all of that stuff turned out to be false, but he, he it, it killed him. It, it straight up killed him. He was huge. He was huge. Very oh, successful YouTube. Uh, he was on Cartoon Network, had a book coming. Like, dude was very, very successful. And then these allegations hit, and now he's he's a nobody now. And it's just like, I feel like something has to change, and it, it has to be a cultural shift to where these things don't kill people who are innocent. Um, but I don't know, man, like that, that's like, I, I feel like that's just very sad when stuff like this happens. Um, I, I think that how that happens is it, if for one thing, you say, say a cultural thing, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's too broad to do that. Cause I think that's unworkable. The world has too many cultures for that to work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, and it, too many dis, uh, you know, things that are never going to be settled between each other. I think the only way it can begin is, and I've said this from the beginning, is it has to be done through a legal process. And if he, it, it has to be done like it is, like if you make false charges against somebody, and it is, it's, it's still hard to come back and, and, and gain some sort of, uh, veneration after being falsely accused like he was. But at least, it, you know, you've had the, the gloss of, or, or the advantage of being glossed with, you know, legal adjudication. And it's like, like you were, you were saying, Kevin, like she doesn't, she just wants people to know that. Well, he has right now to say that she's slandering me and say that if, and if it truly is untrue, he has legal right to say, well, I'm going to take her to court because she's slandering me. She's saying I'm a monster and she doesn't want this to go to court, but it is, it, it, if it, if it is, you know, uh, unconsensual, not consensual, then it is, wouldn't it be considered like statute, or not statutory rape, but, uh, at the very least harassment or assault. So, I mean, you have, uh, you're either a man or a mouse. I mean, it's, it's either a crime or it isn't. And you can say, I mean, it's like, it's not on this level, but I mean, where does that thinking end? Like, oh, like, I, I mean, I'm not going to force him on this, but I saw him, you know, murder a guy once. Like, uh, well, then it is your duty to bring that forward. If he committed a crime, don't just tell everyone else that he's committed a crime and that's why he's a bad person. You know, actually put your money where your mouth is. And if it's true, it'll show up in court that he did. I think, I think- and I think personally, I just think that's where it has, it, has to go to be able to to sift through all this because the way it is now, the court of public opinion is as it always has been, not worth a shit. Yeah. It is just it. The, you cannot, and I, I'm showing my colors as I get 
kind of conservative about this, mm-hmm. but there is nothing worse than the mob making up their mind mm-hmm. because they, they, they just, you know, they, they're like a, an animal with no eyes and only a sense of smell and they just move around blindly on that. And, and, and sometimes they may come across a Harvey Weinstein and they, and they do well on it, but that's because of reporting and he actually had cases brought against him. Yeah. I, and, and not ruin the guy like you said, because that was entirely because of public opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think this whole thing is just, um, a reason why a lot of women who uh, undergo through a situation like this, um, a lot of them are scared, especially when it comes to, um, people who with power or in that occupy the same spaces as they do, such as like the gaming space, um, like Harvey Weinstein and the actresses and stuff like that. They're scared to come out and say anything about that. So then with this kind of like this me too movement wave that we've been seeing for the last two, three years, then I think more people are kind of coming out about it. Even if they're not as, you know, serious as like, you know, Harvey Weinstein or like an R Kelly, Mm -hmm. people still feel like, Oh, I need to bring it. I need to say this, but they don't want, um, they don't want, anything bad to happen to their uh let's say their assaulter um because like like you said they don't want them to go to jail or they don't want to go through the court process they don't want to do any of that but they just want to bring, bring awareness to this happening to them and use it to empower other women um to talk about their stories i think that's what it is and like there's a lot of people that kind of are, are caught in the crossfire especially when it's um like kind of like this gray area of um stuff because we can't really uh, and I don't, and I want, I don't want to like stay on this too much longer, but we don't, we can't really, uh, take situations like this where we don't understand, um, like relationship dynamics and kind of just apply it to our own like morals or like our own like racial, like rate, uh, relationship dynamics. You know what I mean? I know some people, I know people who, <laughs> and it, it's, it's probably extremely toxic, but I know people who completely just straight up like fist fight with each other. Like boyfriend and girlfriend, literally just going at it, but they still love each other at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And n- they won't be like, "Oh, I'm about to call, like, cancel them or anything like that because they hit me or she hit me or he did this or whatever." Like, you know what I mean? Um, sh- sh- this this stuff is just kind of it's just it's just really really muddy, and I feel like a lot of people think that it's black and white, and it's not. Um, but to kind of move on and move into our last topic, I think this, I hope the truth comes out. And if Sinatra did this, then he definitely should be, um, there should be consequences for it. Um, and if not, I, I, you know, I, I wish the best for him. I hope that he's still able to maintain at least some of his, uh, what he has. Cause I'm just thinking of like the Carson shit, which I still kind of think is kind of like blown out of proportion and he still hasn't came back. So it's like, damn, we just lose you know what I mean? We lost Carson um, because of this, because there's no just the, the stigma of it. Uh, shit's just, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know. It just, just rubs me the wrong way. But anyway, um, kind of stepping away from it. Moving on to my last topic. Um, this is a very, very in- interesting topic to me. So I kind of wonder what your guys' takes is on it. Um, so have you guys heard about the whole like super straight fiasco that's been going on for the last maybe week and a half? Super. Sh- I feel like I've heard that, but I okay. I haven't even heard so, so, so damn. A lot of uh, topics this week that 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 could potentially get us canceled as fuck. Um, but so super straight basically is people. There's been this wave of people 
people are saying like the whole kind of thing right now with the trans uh, community is that trans people, um, whatever gender gender identity they identify as, that's what they are. So that's like the whole trans men are men and trans women are women, right? And people are like, there's th- th- this kind of caused a riff in the quote unquote straight people who are like, oh, trans people aren't. A trans woman is not the same thing as a real woman. Uh, trans man is not the same thing as a real man. And then it's like this, this really weird, like, kind of like pull, push back and forth. It's just like, okay, well then what's a real woman? You know what I mean? It's mostly women that, that, that's, that this issue is on. So it's like, okay, what's a real woman? And then people say like, oh, a real woman can bear children, but there's plenty of cisgendered women who can't, who are infertile. So are, are they not real women? So it's like, when you really try to break it down as to what's a real woman, the whole kind of argument kind of falls apart. So the super straight thing happened where there's a lot of straight people rising up and saying, yo, I'm super straight, meaning that I only am attracted to um, cisgendered people. So if I'm a woman, I'm only attracted to biologically born men and vice versa. Right. And this has kind of caused a lot of kind of pushback and people are like saying like oh the straights are at it again with the whole fucking uh you know trans people uh are like trans women are women and then the other side's like no they're not they're trans women why do you want like like if you were if trans women were really women they wouldn't be have to be considered trans like they would just call consider themselves women but then it's just like it's just this 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 big fucking tumbleweed of you know like in cartoons when they like start fighting and they turn into that fucking cloud and just <laughs> like that's literally what's happening yeah, on social media right now out. um with this whole situation and it, it kind of brings me it, it it reminds me of i forgot what the dude name is it jordan peterson uh the yeah. kind of like po- political guy he kind of got into this like He's um, like a he's like a philosophy professor or some yeah, shit. Yeah, he he got into psychology. He got into yeah. this he, he, he's yeah. I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah, he got into this interview with this woman, and she basically tried to get him. She tried to hit him with a gotcha question, and she was like, uh, "Yeah, so uh, do you think trans women are are real women?" And he was like, "What? <laughs> like, what does that mean?" And then she's she's like, "What well, do you think trans women are are real women?" And he's and then he's like. Well, no, but what do you mean? What do you mean? What, what do you mean, real woman? Like, what does that mean? And they they can't like <laughs> the transphobic uh, straight people can't really like put a definition to what a woman is and what a man is. It's so, like that. It all comes down to just like I guess like cultural stuff. Cultural stuff. Like, oh, men are the ones who like uh go out and get the you know get the bread they work hard or whatever men take care or uh, women take care of the kids like th- i hear a lot of different like answers kind of akin-, akin to that and it's just like this whole gender war identity politics shit is kind of boring to me because it's like why are we arguing this like people and then the trans community or the LGBT community is really upset with their people are saying like, hey, yo, I support trans people, but I don't want to date trans people. They call it, they consider that transphobic. So yeah. I ask you guys, what's your take on this? Because I think that this is just completely LGBT stuff is uh maybe. So, like, I'd like to point out first that uh, a lot of this stuff comes from 
being anti-LGBT is kind of, in terms of like the big ones we think about, probably the most acceptable bigotry that we have in our current mainstream society. Like, obviously it's like systemically looked down upon at this point. Like there are still, you know, if someone says like, oh, what, because, you know, I don't want a, a man in all caps in my bathroom. Like, you know, that comment's going to get a fuckload of likes on Facebook, you know, just saying. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, that is not helped by the fact that a lot of this stuff, <laughs> and I say stuff in terms of just, like, trend, like the the terms behind transgender and, like, how they are still kind of working out, like, uh, what their belief systems are, all this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. is very confusing to a regular person. Like, they, they don't really... What do you mean by regular person? What do you mean? <laughs> no, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> Just like... And you know what? Let me say this to the audience. A regular person. <laughs> a, you know, just casual... Oh, I just get up and work and then go home and sleep until I die. Working class person who doesn't really involve themselves in social issues very much. Mm-hmm. Uh... So with that being said, uh, if we're going back to the whole super straight thing, mm-hmm. that is kind of like, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I'm not, that's the first I've heard of that. I've heard the term, but I didn't really know what it ever meant. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of funny because it's like, you know, we can't get mad at them for being sexually attracted to, of course, consensually and legally, the people they're attracted to. Right. You know, if they're if they are only attracted to cis women, or you know, I'm sure females do it to cis men, then you, I mean, you can't actually get mad at them for that. Exactly. Like this shit is. Just uh, I mean that. Corny. I mean that truly holds the same internal logic of, you know, if you're a gay man, are you going to get mad at a straight man for not liking you, sort of thing? So. Yeah, and I'm trying to cover like all the bases you mentioned because there are, yeah. I mean, just like with the trans question in general, there's a lot of bases to cover. So, uh, you know, I myself am only attracted to cis women. Like, I mean, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not consider myself super straight because that's stupid. It, because, I mean, it's like what I say, it's like, you know, it's not wrong to only be attracted to, you know, the opposite biological gender that you identify as. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, when you say it's like, well, I'm super straight. <laughs> when you say something like that, you are clearly coming from the point of view of, I think these people are stupid and I don't believe in all their, you know, st- and, you know, I don't believe they're real men or women sort of thing. And then it's in uh, trying to tell, and I know Danes may or may not have a lot to say about this with the whole, you know, are they real men or women? Uh, <laughs> the whole concept of like sex and gender has been really skewed mm-hmm. a lot the past five years or so. Mm-hmm. So my personal beliefs are, uh, if you, for example, if you're born uh, with male genitalia, then biologically you are a male. However, I believe that 
that doesn't, <laughs> if you want to be a woman, that gender is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's like a little bit to say, more to say about that. I'm not like <laughs> a huge, I'm not hugely caught up with all the terms yet. Right. Because, you know, I myself not being, I'm more of like a <laughs> middle of the road democratic scheming, po- like political mind mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, so this isn't really my forte, yeah. but you know, I support trans people. You know, I, even if you, even if you think in your back of your mind, oh, well, you know, they were born with a penis. They're not a real woman. You refusing to call them by their recommended, by their uh, preferred prefix. It's just you being a dick. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I literally got into a. I literally got into a uh, like a kind of like a fight with some family on Facebook over this, where because um, someone made a post. It seemed like all these happen on Facebook. <laughs> Get off of Facebook. Don't go to Facebook if you're if you're listening. <laughs> don't don't have a Facebook account. But no. But it's on the Facebook, dumb working man social media. Um, <laughs> on Facebook, I'm literally having this conversation with with a cousin of mine, and I'm just like saying, and he basically said like, "Yo." um I'm not calling anybody by their pronouns. If you were, if you look like a girl, I'm calling you she. Or if I've known you as a girl and then you transition, I'm still calling you she. Like, that's just unreasonable for me, for you to expect me to, um, to say, uh, she, her, when I know you're not a she, her. Or, well, why is that unreasonable? And that's exactly what I said. I said, why is that unreasonable? Like, at this point, like, it's like, Okay, so I, it feels like that. I think that they now changed it because I know that uh, gender dysphoria used to be considered a mental illness. I don't think it's it is anymore. But like, let's say okay, let's say it is right. The best way to kind of combat it, it seems like, is kind of just you know what I mean, like complying, saying like if they say hey, you know, please call me this. I don't think that that's that crazy. Like it's the kind of it's similar to at least to me, it's kind of the same as like calling someone by like a nickname and stuff like that, like. All, like all my friends call me Jazz, even though it's not my real name. But, yeah, exactly. It, it's but like it's not James middle na- James middle name is Dane. His first name is Kenneth. You don't see me going it's like no. It's like I I know your real name is Kenneth. <laughs> it's like it is. Not I didn't even know that. Me. That's crazy. <laughs> it is not fair to me to have to call you by something that is not your first name. Exactly. You crazy person. <laughs> so I'm literally telling him, like, yeah. yo, like this, like, like, it, it, like, what, what do you lose? Like, what do you lose by calling someone who was, uh, he, him, she, her? Like, you don't lose anything. I, I lose nothing in saying that. Um, and so this whole stuff, this whole situation is kind of silly to me. Um, I, and you brought up how you're kind of like a middle of the road Democrat kind of person. Me, I, um, I'm pretty far left leaning. And it's, but I got there through kind of trying to figure out what people's positions are because it's very easy to kind of get sucked down the alt right like, oh yeah, pipeline of being like these people are fucking there. They just wake up one day and say that they're a moo cow. So now I have to call them moo cow man. Like, like <laughs> no, like for real. Like it's easy to kind of like because yeah. any any regular person would be like. Yeah, that is strange. I'm not calling Sally Moo Man now, like type shit. Yeah. Um, but it's just like where my issue comes in f- with this whole situation, and like my criticisms come in is I feel like the super straight was a direct response to. It seems like there's a lot of people um, 
on social media who basically says like, okay, hey, um, I transitioned. So now, and like full transition. So I did, did the hormones, got the sex change surgery, everything, right? Got the whole, got all the bells and whistles, right? And then they're like, okay, now I'm about to go hit on this straight guy I know. And then if they turn me down, they're transphobic. It's just like, come on now. Like, like, why do you care so much about whether somebody wants to fuck you or not? Like, that's what I just don't understand. Me personally, I don't care who you love, uh, uh, consent, of course. And no longer you're not fucking kids or animals, like whatever, do whatever, do whatever the fuck you want to. I don't care. But it's just like, it seems like this community care so much about what the or people outside the community think even though they say that they don't this is why i kind of wish that like i knew somebody who was like trans um like i had someone like in arm's reach that i can talk to about this i would really like their like their take on it but it's just it just seems so silly to me like i just don't understand why people in general care so much about these sort of things hmm hmm Yes, honestly. I, I, for one thing, state clearly, I, I think you should be able to do as you wish with your life as long as it's not detrimental to everyone else. Yeah. Uh, socially or culturally. I mean, if you, if you can go ahead, uh, I'm pretty classically liberal about that. Um, however, where I think the problem and the confusion stems from is, uh, and it's the fault of both sides. In my opinion, more the LGBTQ community on this, mm-hmm. because as Kevin was saying, or I think maybe it was Jazz, or it had to be one of you, uh-huh. um, <laughs> uh, um, that they haven't really gotten their position on it clear. And because of that, there is this Brave New World-esque kind of wordplay that, and, and like the, the, the super straight plays off of that. It, it, you get offshoots that are related, but you know, as, as direct, uh, opponents of it. And you get like, uh, and that, that's where you lose people. Uh, like, where it's like, that's what I mean with like the super straight thing. Like, it, it, it is not unreasonable in the slightest for me as, uh, a straight man who is attracted to straight women. Um, to say, uh, no, I will not, uh, have sexual relations with you. I am not attracted to transgender women. It's just, and that it is not unreasonable in any way. Just like it's not unreasonable for you to say that to someone else is a transgender. Exactly. Um, if, if it either applies the whole way or it doesn't apply at all. <laughs> and what I, where I think they go wrong is the endless categorizing and classifications that get into this and that's where that's like uh, like you were saying like what is a male or a woman like well of course we have no we'll we can't figure that out because we can't even figure out what to like and like categorize our relations with each other and it's that's what annoys me i think at the end and it, it may be pedantic and it is the semantics of it but that's what has the effect long term because that's what that's what changes our uh definition of what a man or a woman is or the the relations between the two and it changes i mean it has legislative effects it has cultural social effects and it, that's what always just sticks in my craw personally is the endless uh yeah it just and then it it 
I, for one thing, I don't see why it has to happen. Like, it annoys me that that everyone needs to be recognized. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, because it's like every group has to be recognized. And we have to go down every single group and recognize them. Why not just have one big tent, which is just do as you will, That's as long as it's legal. You know, as you're not, you know, That's uh, having sexual relations with, you know, with kids or pigs, you know, or something like that. It's, it's not uh, fucking absolutely depraved and immoral. And that's subjective anyway. But in, before the law, it's not depraved. And, and why not honor just one big tent so that no one's favored? Everyone is going about their business. I think it's just because people like to like to feel like they belong to something. So that's why there's like uh, it seems like there's always a new letter on the LGBT like spectrum. And that's and and it'll just keep going until it implodes. Because yeah, what that exactly. does every time is an equal and opposite reaction on the right. And they they gain traction because of that because regular people like you said will fall down the alt right thing of yeah, you know they are right. They're they're going crazy over there. It's why, like, when the only attack Republicans can are going to have against Democrats now is uh, the culture war stuff. Even though they've they've they have in their own right, you know, tamped that up, but they've been able to fire that up because of the endless um, uh, fucking uh, not what dogmatic, uh, like endless categorization of of groups and things on the left. It's everything has to like it's it's got millions of new names mm-hmm. and it's and it and each they don't even understand what each of their positions like endless committees like in the Soviet Union it's just like it's and it that's always the problem with the left throughout history I think but it, and it's where they always go wrong um, yeah. and that that's just I guess my two cents on it it's like I said much more semantics uh, because I think both of you both covered. Why I went into that is I think you both covered what basically my position Yeah, was. and uh, I don't know, man. It, it's sort of like uh, Dane kind of touched on it because I touched on it a little bit, where it's just like I think uh, the LGBTQ and so on community kind of need to get, like, get their core beliefs across in a way that, you know, quote-unquote regular people can kind of understand because that's like kind of like what in reasonable yeah, wording. Yeah, like in reasonable work cuz that's kind of like what a lot of the problems are. Because I mean you like, you hear people no, saying no. shit like oh, I identify as like a helicopter, right? you know, thinking <laughs> yeah. they're not like thinking they're being so that's funny. pretty cool. No, thinking they're being so funny. Like in of course this is in a mocking way towards yeah, an LGBT. And uh, they're like, oh, that's something they would believe when it isn't. <laughs> like, I mean, to them, to like, it's gotten so, like, but because but, <laughs> you know who has been able to put up a clear, concise, united front across something like this? Uh, alt-right people. Yeah, the right always does. They are yeah. fucking lockstep, always. They, like, basically, they, they have, the they have, like... <laughs> Like, they literally have people believing that, like, transgender people are, like, on the same level as, like, other kin, <laughs> basically. And so a lot of people, like, and I'm from East Texas, so I know a lot of people think it's, like, a mental disease or stupid, you know, stuff like that. So, I don't know. I'd like to see, like, 
I'd like to see less uh what's the best way to put this? I'd like to see less chastising people for being ignorant and more just trying to like get more lockstep and like get people to understand. See, I don't know. Cuz so, you know transgender people do have it really Yeah. And it and it really pisses me off when people like <laughs> say shit like that. It's like, "Oh, well, you know, it makes about as much sense as me identifying as an attack helicopter, blah blah blah." So, yeah, like that that exactly what you just said and and you know, I'm I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, wrap wrap this up. We've been going for a while, but um, it kind of it reminds me of kind of in a way. So I don't know if you remember, um, but maybe I want to say last summer. Um, yeah, last summer, uh, J Cole, the rapper J Cole, got into kind of like this mini beef with uh, another rapper, a uh, female rapper named No Name. Um. And basically it was because no name kind of got, I want to say maybe a year before that she kind of got criticized heavily because she makes very like black power pro black music, um, very poetic. And what she, she, her, her songs are very, like have many layers in terms of, um, the black experience, but she went to some of her shows and noticed that most of the crowds were white people. So she took her she was very upset about that and she took it to Twitter and was like basically saying like, Oh, like, man, like, like, why is it like, I make, I make music for us. Like, why don't you guys support me? Like kind of just being kind of like, um, throwing a little temper tantrum about it. Um, but after when last summer with the whole George Floyd stuff and then the Breonna Taylor stuff, like every, all that stuff kind of happening. Um, and then there's been a lot of like activist activism from the, the hip hop community. Uh, a lot of rappers, even little baby, uh, put out that little, uh, the bigger picture song, which is really good. I, I, I think, I think you should listen to it, but, um, like she, no name called out how there was a lot of, it seemed like at this point, there was a lot of rappers that were kind of like making money off of the, uh, the black lives by putting out this, putting out a song talking about it, but you don't see them actually like marching in the things, um, using their platform to bring awareness to it. Like she criticized Drake, who is probably the biggest rapper almost ever. Like if Drake, who is also black, if Drake would have, you know, said some stuff about, uh, Breonna Taylor or whatever, um, that like, that could have been huge for, for black people, but he does, he's silent. Um, which, of course, that's that's never been Drake's prerogative. He's never been like a political rapper at all. Um, but anyway, she she was like saying like we need to hold these top rappers, the black men, to a higher standard. People like Jay Z, J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, like y'all aren't saying anything. Even though J Cole and Kendrick Lamar both have been spotted at these marches and they 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 do their activism like quietly and she was like no you guys are huge you guys need to do it loudly. So anyway, J Cole put out a song saying, "Listen, you're absolutely right, but we're not like not everybody is, is, is like is is on that same like 
wavelength. Like not everybody is on that same or even as smart as that. You know what I mean? He said that a lot of the the, the rappers, the little rappers, like little fucking tech. Uh, Takashi six nine, Lil Yachty, like though, like in that kind of vein of rappers, like they don't, they don't, they're not thinking about that. They don't, or they don't think that they can bring like what their voice would matter. So he was saying like we should try to help them understand if they are ignorant. We should try to help them understand instead of belittling and and just going crazy on them, just calling them all, calling out their name, doing all this crazy shit. Like we should explain to them. And then she responds with the whole like, "Oh, I'm not their mom." Like I like, like I'm not their mom. Like I can't, I can't yeah. make them. But then her response to him specifically was basically her saying like, "Listen, you took all this time. I I told you to make a song about what we're going through, like with the Black Lives Matter thing, all the black uh people who are going missing, stuff like that. Like I asked you to talk about that stuff, but you took time to write a song, a a, a three minute song responding to me instead of responding to the issues. Um, so she she killed him in that beef. But like it kind of is the same thing that you said, uh, Kevin. Where it's like I feel like in these all of these issues with black people and uh, white people or uh, the LGBT and straight people, like I feel like there should be we should try to bring understanding instead of like. <laughs> fucking um canceling everybody who doesn't understand or fucking uh yelling and fighting and like all like, like all that shit is just it's it's, it's at this point because i think it's just dumb in the long run that i mean uh the right wing in this country is has suffered a setback but make no mistake uh the right has the propensity in history to come back because they are always lockstep and what the cancel idea is <clears throat> or what it does and what this thinking gets you is a united front from them. And a united right wing is a, is a wins elections. They do every time. Uh, because the left is almost never united ever. Yeah. Because of this shit. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Because just because we get uh, dogmatic and doctrinal and it kills it. You can see it in any country. It, it, you kills us every single fucking time because there's no, it's almost like we need a manifesto. It's like, if it's not in that, then we don't. It's the outside view of the party and it's not part of it. Um, I hate to say that because that's dogmatic in its own way, but at least it's something that we can all agree on. Yeah, and uh, going back to a little bit what we're talking about with rap beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't even want it, but uh, my advice to this because I've never heard any of her songs. My advice to this lady would be. Uh, you kind of have to, under, like, obviously, you know, Black Lives Matter, and, you know, this is me coming as more of a center-left mm-hmm. white person who grew up in an almost entirely white part of the world. Yeah. Uh, Black Lives Matter is absolutely ideologically correct, mm-hmm. like all this stuff. However, it's a lot of with, like, these kind of far-left people that something they kind of don't understand is... Uh, sometimes the exact morally right way isn't the effective way. No, exactly. And, and what she is saying sounds like exactly like that. It's yeah, like what it's, you're saying is morally, well, maybe your overall message and what you're doing in life is absolutely correct, but you have to kind of watch how you uh, try to get it across yeah. Because you can kind of end up doing more damage to yourself than anything. It's like, just for example, uh, 
telling someone like Drake, it's like, you know, it, it, like it's shameful how you kind of don't say anything. Look at how, look at like how much influence you have and like what you could be doing. It's like, yes, Drake is black. He's half black, but he's also half white. Uh, and he grew up with his mother who was white in Toronto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, he's not even American. Yeah. It, like, I mean, you can't, like, you can't, like, he did not, and, you know, he says, you know, he wasn't very wealthy, but, I mean, you know, he was a teenage actor yeah. on television. I mean, his experience, like, he does not relate to your experience. So, going after him publicly is not going to get your message across to really need to learn which are sort of like middle-of-the-road reasonable people. And like, so that just kind of irked me a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I haven't listened to J. Cole's, like, response song to her, which, but if, from what you said, it kind of sounds like that's what, maybe not exactly, but that's kind of what he was trying to say. Plus, you know, the fact that what you said about Little Yachty and stuff is like, a lot of a lot of rappers and a lot of black people who are well in life, you know, because not all people are like cause based people. Mm-hmm. You know, e- even if they come from like sort of that background, they're not like <laughs> they're not going to be that dogmatic about it. Right. I mean, like a lot of especially young black rappers who came from like extreme poverty and bad neighborhoods kind of just want to live their life and relish the fact not there anymore yeah, exactly it, so <laughs> i i don't know it, it's like and that doesn't make them immoral that doesn't make them bad people it doesn't make them good people but it doesn't make definitely doesn't make them bad people so i don't know man <laughs> yeah. it, it's very, like very foggy issue very yeah i don't i, I don't know man. I, I i just hope that uh, one day, uh, probably not in our lifetimes, but I hope that one day, like these issues, won't be on the yeah. forefront of everything. I uh, I think that day will come with the day when I I don't mean like the left and I mean like the center left mm-hmm. in this country is able to muster a uh, a bigger brain that it has a heart for once mm. and and can actually do things because it's. This is this will just keep us in the wilderness. This kind of shit. Yeah. It just basically frankly, yeah. you can you, don't, you can have all the goodwill in the world, but it doesn't mean anything if you're not effective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, passion doesn't make legislation work. Basically, <laughs> and you know, I hate to be like the white guy telling the black people it's like, yeah. oh, you got to play by the rules. But uh, I mean, just kind of look at like. LBJ and MLK's relationship where it was kind of like uh, uh Dane can say this way better than I can but basically the Civil Rights Act LBJ wanted to get it passed because he knew it would do a lot of good people in the country however he wasn't going to get it through unless he took voting rights out of the bill like he had to which was which a lot of like black community leaders felt a little felt really crossed by that, like because uh, of course, because at that point voting rights 
for uh, black people was kind of like the meat of the coconut. It's like what it was like the big thing. And LBJ kind of had to tell him, it's like, look, uh, I want to get it passed, but if we include it, we're not going to get anything passed. So he he had to have it taken out, and he passed the voting, he passed the Civil Rights Act, which ended segregation and all that good stuff. And then he, later on, years down the line, he did get voting rights passed. Like he's not like a bad after guy for having after to do a landslide that. election. Yeah, so he, he's not a bad guy for having to do that. So he's just politically he's if he if anything he's better because he actually got he, he was able. It's better to to do that than to make the great moral stance of we're putting up the civil rights legislation and it failed. But we can always go back and say, you know, in our later lives when we're dying in our beds, like, I stood for civil rights. Like, yeah, and you didn't get it passed. So what's the fucking point? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I, I hate to stick on this issue so long. Like, I really do have a lot of uh, – and another thing, this is normally what black people say to white people. However, I think this – and I'm still going back to, like, the rapper thing, but yeah. I think this can actually be applied here is uh, – People need to realize black people are not a monolith. You know, they're like distinct, like there are groups of black people who are like very distinct. So, I mean, is is the road to like effective progress, it's like one like faction of black people telling all the others that they're like shameful and like lazy and ineffective. Like all this stuff. <laughs> That's a big problem with the Democratic Party. Yeah, I don't know. Treating it, it, it as a monolith because it's not. Yeah. If anything, that that does them such a dis. That just does the, the whole black community a disservice because what you're, you know, in spite of saying equality, equality, you're actually in practice not actually being equal. <laughs> I mean, because I know black, I know uh, white people that are fucking damn near national socialists. And, and, you know, and other people who aren't, it's just people are people. Anyway, yeah. We can, we can fucking drive this in the ground like we did Harry and Megan, but that'll be through the <laughs> yeah. yeah. In other words, uh, leave Drake alone. He doesn't have the same <laughs> ideas or, let, you know, you do, him, you do your thing and you do, and let him do his let thing. Musicians Cause if you, music. if you try to publicly shame him for him doing his thing, but then, <laughs> and people may be surprised by this statement. Uh, a lot of black people really like J. Cole and Drake. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, not exactly gaining <laughs> gaining momentum for your movement. Also, this is, this is a small thing, but uh, I, as a as a pianist and a classical pianist, I uh, despise the uh, musicians being told what they should write. Yeah, I it's exactly. it's absolutely abhorrent. In any case. You sh- musicians should write what they feel and what they are thinking about, and that is it. Yeah. And if they and even if they're not thinking about the party line right now, fuck it, doesn't matter. You that's that's the whole point. It's about you personally, not about a movement. If you want to do that, that's fine. But I think she's disingenuous for doing that, and it's she's kind of maybe I, I'd I say a little bit more misguided. I don't well, know. Mis- misguided, but it's it, to me, I, I I get pissed at that because it's a very no, it's it's a non-musician thing to say to do, and yeah. to, 
and it's like Soviet musicians, composers condemning a like a like a guy named Shostakovich because he wouldn't write stuff that was happy all the time, even though they lived in the fucking Soviet Union. <laughs> so it was never happy, and it's it to me, I, it always kind of smacks of that. You know, you should write what you feel, and that's it. I, I agree with you 100%. No name. I am I am a huge fan, but then, yeah, leave Drake alone. <laughs> Write your music and leave them alone. Leave Drake alone. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all our topic. That's a that's a that's a fucking that's a fucking pod. We should do this more often. Just <laughs> just us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way better. Way more fun. Uh, Jay, just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Well, that's that's everything. Good shit, boys.